0: Last weekend in Bloomington, Illinois, over 210 bodybuilders showed up to go for the glory at the NPC Mid-American Winter Classic. The competition was intense, but surprisingly friendly and juiced up with sportsmanship.
1: Let's grow big together! The podcast that reminds you the biggest prize of all is the friends we make along the way. I'm Fausto Fernos.
0: And I'm Mark Fillion. In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, adventures in bodybuilding, muscle gods, muscle worship, and practical advice to put on the gains.
1: Today, we take you to the NPC Mid-American Winter Classic, where I, as a first-time novice, stepped on stage to compete in men's classic physique. How did you do? Exceeding my wildest expectations, I won! Woo! Second place in Men's Classic Physique Masters Division, also known as the Silver
0: Medal for Silver Daddies. (laughs) The ranking qualifies Fausto for a pro card in bodybuilding.
1: And like all roller coaster rides, it was scary as
0: hell and tons of fun. Plus, what's it really like backstage at a bodybuilding show?
1: And the steps you need to take if you want to compete yourself.
0: Pastor, are you feeling alive yet? I, I feel like
1: Lauren Bacall in applause.
0: No, 99% <laughs> of the listeners are not going to know what that is.
1: I feel itchy and bitchy and manic, calm and collected and choking with panic, but alive, but alive, but
0: alive. Do you need to <laughs> Greenwich Village?
1: So, uh, um, alive was is a musical version of All About Eve, Mm -hmm. which starred Marilyn Monroe and Betty Davis. Was it
0: Marilyn Monroe? It was not. Marilyn was in it, but she had a small role.
1: But she was she was you gave me the look like I was like wait a minute did I forget that Marilyn Monroe was in that movie? Well,
0: first of all, the star of that. Is, is Betty Davis? Betty Davis, yes, yes. And the person who's coming for her, who wants her prize and wants her life, is Ann Baxter.
1: Ann Baxter. But a lot of the listeners here don't yeah. know anything about that. <laughs> and so, anyways, the it's you know it's rivalry, right? Yeah. And and uh, a lot of films where people are in competitions. Um, we think about you know the movie uh, Showgirls or you know films like uh, Chorus Line or any type with the
0: documentary with the Arnold Schwarzenegger Pumping Iron right. Yeah.
1: There's, there's this idea that backstage at a bodybuilding show, everyone's like. Uh, you know, I got to win and, uh, you know, win at all costs. And those all well, that might be going
0: on in head. They just don't show it.
1: Well, I got to tell you, I was so shocked at how nice and warm and friendly and inviting everybody was. Mm-hmm. And even though That's we were what all
0: happens when you're mostly naked, <laughs> you know, you... I am naked. <laughs> Look at me when you have clothes on and armor. You can then be a little more gutsy. But when your balls are like front and forward, you're a little more uh, peaceful.
1: I think part of it is like, look, our body fat was really low, you know, in, you in the teens or uh, below the teens. And so our egos were also depleted, too. And, you know, backstage and in the tanning room and anywhere I met, it, people were like, congratulations. It is so great to have you here. And, and for me, you know, as a person who's into cooperation, into mm-hmm. self-improvement, growth, asset-minded mindset, sure. it was really... Um, inspiring and wonderful to be in an environment where there were so many other people who thought like me and had the same approach to fitness and exercises and muscle.
0: Well, they know what it takes to get there, and so they have to respect yeah. that kind of journey, and they respect that in other people, especially when you know it's something like this where it's visual, mm-hmm. where they can see the work they did mm-hmm. and the work you put into it, and especially you know for for your division, the masters division, the fifty plus, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it really. I mean, I didn't think going. I was gonna make it.
0: I mean, you can. Work I didn't out think I was. Great. <laughs> hot, and studly, at twenty, in your twenties, and your thirties, but every decade it gets just a little bit harder.
1: That's right, and and for a lot of people who may not be familiar with the bodybuilding categories. Should we mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that? Um, you know, everybody thinks about bodybuilding in reference to the film Pumping Iron where Arnold Schwarzenegger famously is competing against Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. who later on went on to play the Hulk. Right. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, is one of the most famous actors in history, in film history, who played Conan the Barbarian. And, you know, you you son of a bitch in, a, in, in Predator. Governor of
0: California.
1: Governor of California. You Bugging
0: know. everybody to sign up for his newsletter now. Come on, you know. Hey, how was it going? Yeah, I love his newsletter, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's get to the chopper. <laughs>
1: And I was hoping, you know, when we were like backstage, I was like, people were sort of like uh, getting ready mm-hmm. to go on stage. And I'm like, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no people got it. But surprisingly for bodybuilders, I was shocked at like all the bodybuilding jokes that I was making backstage that didn't land with a crowd.
0: Oh, you went there to just work on your material? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just doing it for the jokes, fellas.
0: And and you know, it, it so was the big yeah, for the yeah. categories. So you yeah. got the super category. big guys, the ginormous guys, the and super that, heavyweights.
1: So that's called men's bodybuilding or mm-hmm. open. So yeah. like you anybody can be an open, but you know, that is for the traditional big guys like Arnold and Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. which ironically, by today's standards, is really men's classic physique, which is the category that I was in. So classic physique was like people are saying, Hey, you know, these guys are getting really big and they're kind of getting distorted and scary looking lumpy. And, <laughs> and I've always said, you know, I want to get big and scare the children, huge and freaky, <laughs> big and freaky. And, and so classic physique is this uh, call to the classic era of bodybuilding of Arnold. And so the men's bodybuilding, you can recognize it easily by the color of their posing trunks. So the, the blues reds, you know, fun colors, uh, men's classic physique is more all black, mm. um, which is a very practical when you're painting yourself with all this tanning stuff. The black posing trunks hide everything. So it's very flattering. It's very easy to work with. And then there's men's physique, which is another category that was sort of like for people who had, you know, wanted to do more like surfer body or beach body. Mm-hmm. But those lines are always getting blurred and and so forth. And some people who competed in men's physique also competed in classic physique. Like my friend uh, Zach, not so little, mm-hmm. uh, who I shared a little space uh, backstage, um, picnic with, area with a little picnic area, and the backstage area kind of looked like you know, it, it, you know, it's just a big open space with lots of mirrors, and people were throwing blankets down it like, like a it was beach. a beach, yeah. yeah. Or a homeless shelter.
0: <laughs> the homeless shelters have cots usually that people lay on. Yeah, but, but it did feel you like, know, you emergency know. Emergency shelter.
1: Yeah, it felt like Hurricane Katrina and we're like in, a, in the Astrodome, you know. All half
0: naked, glamorous bikinis. And-
1: but we were like all bundled mm-hmm. up, you know. And, and so everybody was trying to stay as warm as possible. And then when they tell you, hey, it's time to get ready, you, get off, you take your, your, uh, your bundling off, your clothes off, and you get into your posing trunks and your flip-flops. And then you go to the tanning area where they do one last pass and then they oil you up. And as you're waiting to get on stage, you're um, pumping it, your what's body. What's
0: this oiling like? They like rub it in slowly? So the tanning
1: or... process is they spray you with the brown stuff, you know, and then um, to get that sheen, that shine at the very last minute, they spray you with um, a proprietary oil, which is probably coconut oil mm. and, uh, and, and spices and, blend, and scents to make it not stink it so much. It did smell good. I, I, of course, I always smell good. I smell beautiful, gorgeous, and um, and so you're pumping up and you're getting ready to go on the stage. And some of these younger, you know, competitors were very anxious. And so I was turning to one of them, and and this one guy, he was just so irritating, annoying, and just kept bugging us. And I'm like, the people who organize this literally have people very clearly standing in blue t-shirts to answer any. Your he was like you're not in the right place in line. Where's the division? And blah, blah, blah. They're just asking us all these questions. I'm like, buddy. He's trying is... to get in your head. Well, I don't know. He wasn't trying to sabotage anybody. He was just very anxious. Okay. You know? and, and he was, and, he, and I said, look, the people who are organizing there are just a foot away from you. Ask them. They'll tell you. And I said, "Just be good to the man, fancy, and he'll be good
0: to you." <laughs> Nobody got that one. A few dude. people did. Okay, they
1: were laughing about that. And the other, the kid is like, what's that?" I was like, "It's a Reba McIntyre song. Don't worry about it."
0: Bobby Gentry.
1: Bobby. Gen- it's originally Bobby Gentry, but yeah. it's later Reba, became, covered, Reba it. covered it, and yeah. that's where most people know about it. You know, but it was a really intense process. Um, it is definitely not for everybody, as you can hear uh, from Mark and I's voice, I'm especially my voice. I'm exhausted. You know, I'm like I've been training for this for two years now to get ready for the show Mm -hmm. as you guys have been listening to the podcast for that time. And, you know, I had a really, a coach that was very difficult and not easy to work with. And I switched to coach Matt Claussen,
0: Mm -hmm. who you heard on the podcast, you
1: heard a previous episode and he was just really extraordinary and remarkable and just a wonderful person to guide me through these really complicated physical, mental training dietary, you know, cardiovascular steps to take. Mm. And so like, you know, you always hear like cardio is bad for building muscle and stuff like that. That's a huge myth. Like do your cardio. Drink your water, do your cardio, even if you're not in a bodybuilding show.
0: Well, you got to do your cardio, especially if you're like on gear and you're doing all sorts of things, gaining a lot of weight um, Mm
1: because it's
0: your high blood pressure and it's a way to fight high blood pressure. It's like I stopped doing cardio again. I was doing it and I was real good and I stopped and then, man, my blood pressure shot up right up again. So it's just like I really have to like take that standard advice from the medical professionals at least three times a week four times a week if you can at least for 30 minutes get your your heart rate up to 120 for at least a half an hour
1: but i think it's intimidating for people Mm -hmm. to do 30 minutes of cardio yeah and you tell them 30 minutes they're like oh my god this is so boring or whatever i just tell people listen you got a phone you're spending seven hours a day buried with your nose buried on on you know instagram snapchat whatever it is Just sit on the exercise bike for five minutes and do that three times a week. And if you can do five minutes, why not 10?
0: That's a good way to get started, but you're not going to get anywhere really unless you're getting the full amount.
1: It got me, uh, and the reason that I'm giving this advice to people and I urge people not to think, the way you're thinking about it.
0: Well, you have to give them the end goal. The end goal is 30 minutes because that's what the reality is. Five minutes is not going to do shit for you.
1: And that's not a growth mindset. And that's not a solution necessarily (laughs) because you're already giving them something really difficult from their vantage point. And if you tell people, hey, if you don't start simple and you feel comfortable with that, you can increase it. Sure. So a little is better than nothing at all.
0: That is very true.
1: And and then going, and, and, if, and if you can double that, then mm-hmm. it becomes really, like, I was like, you know, doing 70 minutes of cardio every single day, pretty much for two weeks. And I was just like,
0: I, I was- say, that's a lot.
1: And it was a lot. And But, it, you know, I would just get buried and, and watching a lot of Bob Fosse videos and getting inspiration, because Bob Fosse is very burlesque. And, you know, bodybuilding posing is very burlesque as well. And so, you know, there's this idea, there's, there's a sexual energy to it, you know? And, and so you think of like Michael Jackson's posing, that, that stiffness, that blockiness, you know, that's inspired by Bob Fosse. I was like, I was channeling Bob Fosse throughout my uh, posing routines and the, and the thing, and it worked out really well. I got second place.
0: Congratulations again. The
1: silver. And and I and I qualify now for a pro card.
0: What does that mean?
1: So a pro card, you know, and with bodybuilding because it's not part of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This is a way to sort of like create a, I guess, a, a journey or pathway for people to develop a career as athletes. And so when you have a pro card, you can. It's something that someone takes more serious. You you know like the pageant girls they're like I have to double my rates now that I won Miss Continental. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you 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 know you can uh, argue that you know more about what you're talking about because you have a. Pro and it's card. an
0: actual card that they give you that says Fausto is a professional bodybuilder.
1: I guess I mean it's the the word card, but I have an NPC national card now. Okay, and but it's not a physical card; it's just a you know, an image that was emailed to me you mm. know? Oh. this day and age. is everything's digital. email. Everything's digital. Right. But you know, this, for me, this has been a lifelong journey that's been fulfilled. That started when I was in eighth grade with my older sister dragging my ass to the gym, uh, Beatrice, She bought this book by Gail. Okinova. Um, who was a Hawaiian female bodybuilder on making beautiful legs for women. And the book um, was very similar to what Bob Paris uh, came out with um, beyond built and Mm -hmm. flawless. And there were sort of books that were a template, a guideline um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia to bodybuilding. You know, we didn't have the internet in the eighties, you know, I, I had to basically rely on books and these books got me going to the gym It gave me workouts. It gave me ideas on, on nutrition. And for me, it's like, it's been very touch and go and a lot of mistakes and a lot of injuries through the course of my life. And in the last 20 years, I've turned to bodybuilding as a way to overcome a lot of chronic back and knee and sciatic problems that I've you had.
0: find that with a lot of people that are at the gym. They're all, mm-hmm. a lot of them are there because they had some kind of Injury, some kind of condition that forces them to say, hey, listen, I need to, need to get control of my life. I need to get my body to, to work the way I want it to work. I want to get strong so I yeah. can fight this thing.
1: I, I I still feel like this is a dream. Like it, it felt very unusual because and we're going to post some clips of videos of me on stage, you know, because I didn't expect to win anything. This is the first time I'm in a contest. Everybody says you don't win anything your first time. Mm-hmm. And. I also am a performance artist. I'm an old drag queen. <laughs> I'm very comfortable and very used to being naked in front of an audience with my dick hanging out. So, you know, people are like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you getting nervous? And I'm like, you know, this is actually very simple. It was The performance is only a minute long. Very
0: little costume.
1: No costume to worry about. Your costume is your body. You know, your drag is your body fat, your cardio, the mo- the food you're eating. You know, the weights you're lifting, that's uh, your rest, your stretching. And backstage, what really helped me calm me down was my dance and yoga training. So while everybody else had all this like shivering, nervous energy, I was doing like child's pose and downward dog and cobra.
0: And, you weren't messing up your tan, were you?
1: No, I, I was really good at not, you know, mm. touching the ground as I'm stretching my body, you know. Mm. But I was also doing the child's pose before I got oiled up, so... Um, so, you know, being backstage and, and, you know, centering myself helped me a lot to then get pumped and get on stage and hold my own to people who have been doing this for, you know, decades. Mm. Um, the people in my category, they're they're like me, they're lifelong weightlifters, but like the, the guy who, uh, won Chuck Ellington, he had been doing competitions over and over and again for quite some time. Mm and this is the, he had never won anything. Oh really? And so, you know, and he his conditioning was just remarkable, you know. He would look great. He looked great, and so and 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 he and I met in the tanning room. And then we were like just chatting completely naked with our dicks hanging out, you know, and stuff. And, you know, I'm I'm talk talking to him and then we're uh in, in the um in the uh, backstage area. And we just clicked, you know, he was just a, he's a doctor, military doctor. He's married. I'm married to you, you know? And, and, you know, I was kind of like, told him like, look, I'm married to a guy, you know? And, and he's like, I expected him to be like, give me sour face or something, you know, like, and, and he was just like that, you know, love is love and all this stuff.
0: That's very sweet. Yeah. He was a great guy.
1: And I also could tell, like, I looked at their Instagram and could see that they're like, you know, he's like, Martin Luther King's very important, you know. And he was telling me, like, how the challenges of how difficult it is to be a medical professional in a field where there's a lot of, like, misinformation. Sure. When it comes to vaccines. I and think, like, half the people in the
0: military and, don't war- want to refuse Yeah, COVID any kind vaccination. Yeah. You know?
1: And he said that was really difficult. And he talked about, like, bodybuilding was a way of like centering himself throughout the COVID pandemic and and just being able to, you know, mentally survive as a doctor, seeing people suffering because of the poor choices that they made. Mm. And so, you know, we instantly bonded and then uh, Zach Little, was, the three of us were just hanging out together and having a great time and all these other people started gathering around us. And so all the like classic physique people were just kind of like, Became kind of like a team, you know. Aww. So we we're all rooting for each other, and, and it was just really wholesome and wonderful. And, you know, I just want to do a shout out to Philip Burke.
0: And he a- won like three medals, right? He no, won- he won like four. Yeah. He won like four statues.
1: He was just like full of medals and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. I mean, he was an incredible physique on that. I'm glad we got some pictures with you with him.
1: Um, Austin Clement, uh, who, you know, when I, I met him in the tanning room, and I was like, Thor. He looked like what Chris Hemsworth is trying to look like with CGI. This man actually looks like him in real life. And you're like feet away from him. You're just like,
0: hello, sir. Glad (laughs) he wasn't in your category, huh? He was, actually. We were
1: competing against each other, believe it or not, in um, classic physique category B for Mm. our height and weight. Uh. And I was just like, it's amazing, like, because I was just like, I don't feel like I hold my own next to them. And they were like, You look as good as me. You know, were
0: everybody like, were asking about your tits. Oh, so they,
1: they were like, uh, uh, Quite a few people were like, You have really nice pec development. What's mm-hmm. your secret about
0: that? And what is your secret?
1: Well, um, part of it is um, just like you're trying, a lot of people understand the concept of training your arms from different angles. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't understand that um, training your chest also needs to be done from, from different angles. And I think, um, You know, they they uh, think about, you know, the bench press or a hammer strength press or incline or incline. But I learned this actually from Adam Charlton uh, early on that, you know, most people don't have a lot of upper pec development. So incline hammer strength presses or incline dumbbell presses can help make your pecs look bigger um, just because you're training this muscle that doesn't really get used very much. Mm. And for me, like, you know, it's also, I mean, genetics is not an answer or a solution, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like, you know, you look at the women in my family and they have very beautiful, large round breasts. <laughs> so, you know, for me as a guy, it's like, it's kind of, there is but a theirs is mostly to
0: Like uh, breast tissue or fatty tissue, but yours is like yours is muscle and it's, is deep. But have, the genetics a, is there a, for a for crevice, a, yes. a,
1: a, a well developed chest, you know. And, yes. and for me also, you know, in in um my dance training is about sort of bringing your shoulder blades back to make your chest expand a little bit more, but also your breastbone. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's helped me a lot too is um, foam rolling, which a lot of bodybuilders don't do. Um, foam rolling your chest helps to soften and stretch out the fascia tissue in your chest to make your chest look bigger than yeah. it really is. Because
0: it releases the, the the muscle, so it's not pulled tight against the body.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shay Menchak uh, said this on the podcast, um, I think last year, she said, uh, bodybuilding is the art of creating an illusion, hmm. of looking bigger and more shredded and jacked than you really are. So the posing is really, really important. If there's any takeaway I can give to the listeners about getting ready for a show is... Start practicing posing now, even if you're not doing a bodybuilding show.
0: It helps with muscle growth.
1: It helps with everything. Cause it, cause it's like, you know, it starts sending the signals to your brain. This is the muscle where it is. And, mm-hmm. and this is how to flex and activate it. And so we're going to post a link to some mm-hmm. YouTube videos in the show notes. So you guys can follow along at home. And, and these are free videos mm-hmm. that are posted to people on YouTube that you can practice today. So you can start developing your physique and get ready for the stage if you want to.
0: I also feel like uh, doing posing and and muscle flexing and whatnot, especially like before a workout sometimes is, you know, it's almost like a stretch. But for me, it identifies like, is there a kink somewhere in my muscle? Is there something that might need a little massaging to get me through this workout? That kind of thing. It gets you to feel your body a little bit more and to know, like you said, where you're at.
1: Yeah, I've got to tell you,
0: you know, (laughs) so uh, for this, uh, you know, for the contest, it definitely came down to posing. But there was definitely, you know, uh, when you looked at somebody who came in first and not necessarily for you, but for a lot of the people like who came in first or who came in second, um, a lot of people were very comparable on their upper body strength. But then when it came to legs, it it could be completely different. Uh, There was a lot of people that, you know, they didn't really have you didn't really see a lot of muscle definition. Uh, You saw muscle definition on their legs, but just not as much as that winner it was almost the the winner always had better legs. It wasn't like you looked at somebody and said their legs are exactly the same, but this guy's upper body is better. You know what I mean? So you're
1: saying that the legs uh, were more important of a factor in their score than
0: anything else. uh, That's what I'm thinking. Because like when you looked at the person who won and the person who came in second, their upper bodies were very, very similar.
1: That's how I feel too. And I I think part of it is like the judges are human beings. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, like, you know, as gay men, we're, we're always looking at each other's bodies the way mm-hmm. that I think women look at each other's bodies a lot more than men do mm-hmm. um you know there there is a there's a a very strange component because it's not sexual right it's like the the men that are into bodybuilding are not necessarily sexually aroused by another man's musculature, but they do spend a lot of time examining and analyzing another man's body mm-hmm. and and i've always felt that. A legs are kind of like the, um, the, the pedestal where the whole body is placed upon, and so even though like a, a you know, like a, a work of art with a great frame mm-hmm. looks better than just tacked up on the wall, you know, um, a frame you know makes the art complete. Right. A pedestal makes the sculpture complete. Sure. And so when you have your legs, especially I think even calf development, my coach says, and I you know I don't necessarily I kind of disagree with Matt about this. I feel like even if the coaches are not judging your calves, they're unconsciously judging your calves. And so even if they can't see your calves, the calves start this chain of events that impact the rest mm-hmm. of your body. And for me, it's like, I, I mean, I was spraining and I had like a leg injury Uh, up four weeks before the contest
0: one right after another
1: it was one right after another was I was spraining my inner thigh and I was just like and so for me like I had better thigh development uh, two months than I had on the day of the contest and luckily for me like I was able to carry some of that leg development onto the stage but it definitely you know I I think it actually cost me the the top prize now in hindsight, Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't expecting to win anything, right? (laughs) you know, now I'm like, Chuck was shredded. Chuck Chuck was was really shredded,
0: shredded, you know, and and he, and he posed really well and he looked great
1: and he had heart, you know, I mean that, that man is a saint and I so glad I got to know him, you know, independently of the results of the test Mm -hmm. of the, the judging, you know, because he was just such an extraordinary gentleman and, and such a great person to share the stage with mm-hmm. and to share the top two spot. Mm-hmm. You know, us, we both can now go get a pro card. And people are like saying, are you going to go get a pro card? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Because you have to compete in a pro contest and actually win to get the card, right?
1: To get the card, yeah, next year. And, and, and I would
0: imagine because it's a higher level that the people that are going to be there in your category are going to be pretty jacked.
1: Well, it'd be people like me and Chuck, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not, it's not like I'm competing against Arnold Schwarzenegger or something or Chris Bumstead, you right? Know? but I am in the Chris, in the field, in the, in the space that Chris Bumstead is in, which blows my
0: mind. And what space is that? Classic
1: physique. Oh. Yeah. Chris Bumstead and I are in the same field. I'm basically cla- Chris Bumstead. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just like, you know, part of me is like ecstatic. I, I, I'm delirious about it. You know, you can hear the energy and the exhaustion in me. Mm. Um, people are like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? And I found this like pizza and sushi restaurant. And boy, that that was kind of a mistake.
0: Uh, yeah, I probably should. We had some friends come from out of town. I should have told them, why don't you you guys know restaurants? You guys look, at, look for something. But it was okay. We had some good food.
1: Well, because, you know, like naturally Mark and I just eat pretty healthy. You know, we don't fry any foods. We're not big burgers and fries people, you know? And, and so when my coach was like, you're going to really hate this diet. No, it's going to be so difficult. And I was just like, this is how I normally eat. Mm. The hardest part was really like cutting out the carbs, yeah. especially for breakfast. That was just like almost impossible to do. But, you know, like having a, a um, bison or a chicken breast and a salad or, you know, chicken breast and steamed broccoli. I was like, I can it's, do that. I do this all the time. Anyways, you know, I, I had that today, you know? So I'm just like, you know, so for me, I'm just like, this is not like a torture or anything like that.
0: Well, so now, you know, so the second, if you ever do another contest or if you go do that pro card thing, you, you'll you know. Yeah.
1: But the, you know, the pro card, this is also like, as you guys have known, listening to the podcast, we haven't been putting out a lot of shows. Um, some people, uh, you know, walked away as listeners. Um, You know, we've taken time off work to getting ready for the show, and it's been really expensive to do this. You know, it's like the food, the training, and time consuming. And so for me, I'm like, do I really want to like put my life upside down again to get to this point, you know, for glory and gold?
0: Something to think about,
1: you know, gold or, you know, uh, gold plated gold because it's not. (laughs) It's something to think about. You know, what do you guys think I should do? I, I'm curious to hear about your feedback. Um, if you want to post uh, in the comments, um, uh, send us an email or a message, uh, an Instagram, or you can go to our Facebook group. Let's grow big together and weigh in. Should I go for the pro card? Should you go? Should I go for it?
0: It's, it'll be a lot. It'll be a big commitment.
1: You know, but if, if it's going to happen. If God don't do it, it won't get done.
0: <laughs> so what else happened backstage at the end of the event? They had lots of pizza and they had all sorts of cookies and desserts for everybody. Thankfully, know. they didn't
1: have the pizza yeah. and, the, and the cookies like while we're getting pumped and getting ready. But, you know, some of those people like in the women's bikini or uh, the classic physique or sorry, the physique guys, the beach mm-hmm. trunks crowd. They were having to get pumped and ready with the smell of like pizza backstage. And I was like, oh, there's nothing worse than having to, like, exercise. And smell food. And smelling food. And that makes you nauseous.
0: We used to work out at a gym and the owner would have a popcorn machine because he liked to give popcorn out to people. And it was, like, the worst feeling just, like, working out and you're just smelling popcorn coming. you're just like, God damn it.
1: No, he had a rotisserie chicken machine.
0: And that, too. And he wanted to cook fresh bread at some point in time. And people were like, come on, this is a gym, not a bakery.
1: Didn't he buy, like, a hot dog roll or something like that. It was like, it was crazy. Like he was manic. And, 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 you know, the worst thing is, is even like at a normal, like, uh, I was working at an America's gym and thankfully like the area where people eat has, is pretty isolated from the rest of the workout room. Sure. And you know, it, it, like you don't smell people, you know, eating their rice and chicken or whatever, when you're lifting. Especially if you're lifting hard, you know, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of times this past two years, like I ran to the bathroom and vomited, you know, because it was like, it was really, really intense. And, you know, like when you're changing your diet, you're changing who you are. You are what you eat. Right. So it's like becomes this kind of like spiritual journey where you're just like, I don't know who I am anymore. I feel like Hedwig from the Angry Inch. (laughs) we've broken down the Berlin wall of nutrition and exercise, and we don't know who we are anymore. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Fausto here is that wall, and you're going to try to tear me down. (laughs) But you must remember one thing. What's that? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That being uh, second place is still... Pretty amazing, you know. It
0: is amazing. Yeah. It was fun to watch because I was just like, oh, it's not fit, it's not fourth, it's not third. Oh shit, is he gonna win? And then it was like a second I'm like, that's legit.
1: I thought they had made a mistake. I, I literally thought because the guy was like having a hard time with my name, you know, because I have a weird name.
0: And I was like, literally He pronounced your name like at least two different ways. Yeah, he couldn't figure out like,
1: you know, and I'm just like Fausto. And it's like that like the opera, Faust with a no. Or Bosco syrup. You know, Fausto, it just went right, like, flu, 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 flu. it's like that Maybe new you should name. have
0: a bodybuilding name, just change your name for, be Foster.
1: Be I was saying, you know, I'm like Uzo Aduba, it's like, I gave you that name, child, so you remember who you are. And so, you know, for me, I was just like, uh, all the bodybuilders backstage knew who I was. Yeah. They, they didn't have any problems pronouncing my name. Mm. But like the guy who hosts the show, he, he kind of remind me a lot of the uh, Joe Weeder. you know, <laughs> this kind of like like meat and potatoes, Midwestern kind of thing. That's going a very up.
0: bodybuilding kind of uh, attitude, right?
1: Yeah. And so I, I love his personality. I love hearing his voice. And I'd love to have him on the show. Like he was, he was a real character, you know. Um, so when we're getting pumped, you know, a lot of guys, they do push-ups, they mm-hmm. do bodyweight squats, they bring the rubber bands and they do curls and deltoid side lifts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, Try to get
0: that pump because you want those pump. muscles looking big and plumpy.
1: But one one muscle that gets uh, judged on that gets overlooked is your triceps. So I was showing them like, hey, I, I picked this up from like a 1980s bodybuilding magazine, isometric bicep tricep curls. Mm. And so you're clasping your hands together like you're, you know. And then you're doing a bicep curl with one hand, but then you're using your, your opposing hand as resistance. And you can control how heavy or light it is. And then you flip around and you can do, you know, 30, 40. Because if you can get to 40 repetitions, then there's more muscle in the blood and it looks better. You can see, like, I, I'm holding my own next to Zach Little, not mm-hmm. so little, and he looked phenomenal and he won, you know, psych, and it's like, and Philip who won. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm no, nowhere near their physique uh, quality, but, you know, to hold your own, pumping really works. Um, but one thing I started noticing was like, it was called budding pumping. So when somebody else is, is like holding your hands and they're doing the same thing.
0: it's like almost like patty cakes?
1: Kind of, yeah. And I was just like, man, this is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like trying not to look, and I was like,
0: "Does anybody want
1: me to help them?" Mm. <laughs> but when they started, when I showed them the uh, isometric <clears throat> bicep tricep curls, everybody was like started doing them, and they're like, "This is a great idea." So I brought back a uh, an a old bodybuilding technique. vintage technique. Yeah,
0: it's not good for building muscles, but it's good for a pump.
1: It's good for a pump. So if you're going to go on a date, if you want to take pictures, you know that's what you got to do. So you want to put blood into the biceps, mm. you know. And I just want to do a big shout out to uh, coach Matt Clausen. You know, I've had so many bad teachers and good teachers in my life. And I understand the value of being a good teacher, you know, because that's something we try to do for you guys. And, you know, when you find a good teacher, do everything you can to bring them into your work, into your life, like treasure those people. And that's, you know, for a public school system, like invest in good teachers and all other problems will be fixed. You know, people sabotage themselves, sabotage their communities when they don't value
0: that. He's been a great coach too. And he showed up for the contest too, which is amazing. He didn't have to. No. You know, he He was there. He had another client there though too. I think, did they do okay or?
1: They both, we both won the silver. Yeah.
0: All right. Silver team. Yes. Go Matt.
1: I realized, you know, that Matt was a good fit for me when we started, I, I, I started talking about my posing routine in terms of uh, Joseph Campbell's, the hero's journey. And he was like, Oh, I've read all his books. And I was just like, you, read, you
0: read books, <laughs> a bodybuilder reading books. Come on.
1: <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I mean, cause Joseph Campbell is the person who inspired and influenced George Lucas to write the screenplay for star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the template is, You know, we're hardwired as human beings to learn through storytelling. So storytelling has a very formulaic template that, you know, the superhero films, any film, any good story from Odysseus to the Bible to Star Wars to you name it is about the hero, the protagonist going through a series of trials and setbacks. They suffer in order to change, to transform, to then come back to the world that they come from with new information and new knowledge, it's the story of Prometheus, mm. right? It's bringing fire to humanity—the fire of wisdom and knowledge. But Prometheus gets burned through that journey, and and so to me, it's like it's a perfect parable of bodybuilding. You're breaking your your body. You're breaking your bank account. Oh you know, God, this is so expensive. <laughs> Um, 're you're, you're putting your whole life upside down so you can develop this conditioning to hopefully inspire others to pursue their dreams. And your dream may not be a bodybuilder, it may be to be a ballet dancer or, or a painter or, or ride a bicycle or do a marathon. And for me, it's like going through this just difficult, almost horrific you know process. Where uh, so many challenges and problems arose made me realize, made me like really um, just want to say to people out there is like, it's really important not to comment on other people's bodies. You know, body positivity is like even more important now than ever, because I come from a culture in Puerto Rico where people see you, they're like, you're fat.
0: Yeah. No, th- no qualms about telling somebody they've gained weight. Yeah. It, None.
1: It's like uh, there, there, there's this like it's almost trying to control somebody else by telling them that their body is not to your standard. Mm -hmm. But you never ask them like, um, is their body to their standard? What mark you know about the iron, the golden rule, and the platinum rule? What are the difference between those things? The golden rule is do
0: unto others as you would have them do unto you, and then the the iron rule. Is do it to them before they get a chance to do it to you. And platinum is doing to them as they want to be done to.
1: So it requires listening. Yes. And empathy. It requires to ask, what do you want? Mm-hmm. How do you want to be treated? And
0: understanding that. And, and then giving them
1: yeah. that. And that's a, the 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 Which emphasis, is hard. It's really hard because it requires listening. And a good coach and a good teacher is going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, I have a bill. I have uh, bills to pay. I do a consulting for an hour, um, which, you know, now it's $149 before Christmas. You got to
0: raise your rate. I got to raise
1: my rate. You won now, but for you... Christmas, I'm still keeping it $99 at the end of the year. Then it's going into one forty nine. And so I have a couple of slots because, you know, where the holiday season's busy, but if you buy it now, we can schedule it at another time. Mm. And basically we sit down and look at your exercise, your nutrition, your goals, and, and we work out on a plan to get you to the next level. A coach may be appropriate for you. or may not be. It may, uh, you may want to start gear. You may want to uh, change your nutrition. You may want to do a marathon or, or something. The idea of the, of the consultation is to really hone in on what obstacles you've been facing mm. and making a plan to get you to the next level. And we, I'll sit down and answer anything, you know, I'm, I'm you know, me, it's like, I, I'm, I'm here for you. So if you want to do it, just uh, message me on Instagram, FaustoFernos, or you can message Mark if, if I'm not,
0: help, I can help set it up,
1: I'm uh, not reachable. It's um, and we put in the links there and just message to say, let's grow big together. You know, I want to, I want to grow big together and it's 99 bucks and you have till the end of the year to do it and we can overcome any obstacles mm-hmm. we can
0: you could know? do it i, I i've had uh, fausto's had some good results with some people they've really enjoyed his services because he knows what he's talking about
1: five, uh, five out of five or ten out of ten you know everybody who does it they love it and a few of you guys have done it several times
0: i want to congratulate you again on this process and and, and bringing home the silver I'm glad you placed in the top two because I was worried that I wasn't going to let you live here again <laughs> without bringing something home. And I'm glad you did. Bring it's, home a you,
1: prize or don't come home you know, at all. I know
0: you've sacrificed a lot. I've sacrificed. Jesse, the dog has sacrificed. Your family has um, and everybody. You know, people think it just takes, you know, it's not just one person. It's a coach. It's a, it takes a village. Yeah, it takes
1: an Olympic size village. So if
0: you're thinking about bodybuilding, think about who you can rely on. I mean, of course, you're doing most of the work yourself, you know, but there are going to be people there. You'll have your gym buds, people to support you, your friends, your family. Uh, And I know sometimes it can be kind of like it can be hard to get them to understand what you're doing, because honestly, a lot of them, they they think, oh, you're going to be bodybuilder. Like they look at you like you're a freak. Like there's something wrong with you. Um, it's like coming out as gay. Yeah, you know. And yeah. so uh, it's you just you have to you have to you know bring the horse to the water and let them kind of uh, understand.
1: Well, I'm I'm really lucky because I had a mom who helped women breastfeed at a time in society in the 1970s when doctors would tell their mothers not to breastfeed their kids. Mm-hmm. The doctors were being basically bribed by, by Carnation, mm-hmm. who produced baby formula to tell them breast milk is full of toxins and, you know, and we want to sell you carnation milk, you know, who's natural, you know, from cows, which is like like nonsense and ridiculous. And so like there were, there was a group called La Leche League that women organized and and had meetings to help support each other in in the absence of healthcare to basically guide each other through all the problems uh, through giving birth to children. You know, Mm -hmm. and and one thing I noticed and discovered about the weight loss is like, which also learned this, that women go through this when they are done giving birth to the baby, they have all this stretched out skin in their Mm -hmm. midsection.
0: But a lot of those bodybuilder women didn't have that as much, you know, it's tough though.
1: You're stretching, you're, you're definitely posing to hide the wrinkles in your stomach, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's there. And especially if you had a tummy like me throughout my course of my life. Now that I was like, you know, I got down to twelve percent body fat, which that's is like great. blows my mind.
0: <laughs> I went along on this yeah. journey with you a little bit, and I got below sixteen percent body fat. That's crazy. And that's uh, never old. been there. I have, you know, not since my teenage years, probably. I was,
1: I, I don't, I was, I was a chubby boy. I was afraid to take my shirt off when I was like twelve years old because I was worried what kids laughing at me. At the, at, at, in the pool. Like this is the kind of like trauma that mm. I've overcome. And you think, you know, out there, if you think someone's going to love you, if you look different, they will not because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with mm. them. You have to do this for yourself. You cannot do it for somebody else. Now you can get inspiration from other people and people like Philip Burke and Austin Clement, um, you know Quentin and and Itay and Sam. I mean Sam. What Sam Goth Goth Elf? He won like a ton. He won at of, least three things.
0: Ton of, and he was so
1: sweet and so supportive. I mean, it's like he
0: won the crowd over. Oh, the crowd loved him because he had uh, he he brought them into his posing.
1: Oh, he, really he was him. wonderful. I mean, he's just extraordinary and just a you know just a good-hearted person and wonderful and. You know, shout out to uh, all the people that uh, helped make this possible: uh, Clint and Genesis and Janet Sanders, Tom Kierdehy, Thick Rick Wolf, Mark Welch, and his cousin Terry, who showed up and mm-hmm. cheered, as, as well as John Paul O'Neill, who introduced me to my coach uh, Matt Clawson and, and Natasha Douglas, Joey Kearning, and Nick and Charlie and everybody uh, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, who was just there to. Um, helped answers and all the coaches that I've had throughout I the, mean, my People life.
0: gave you like financial support. They gave you emotional support. They gave you, you know, ideas and, and uh, great advice.
1: And it still incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. So if you guys for Christmas, if you can uh, pray to jacked up Santa to send a couple of dollars, you can go to feast slash donate and make a one-time contribution, or you can access our whole catalog of shows thousands of shows without any commercial interruption uh, just by going to feastofun.com slash plus.
0: Yes. And you can join us at Patreon at patreon.com slash feastofun for a uh, ad free experience. And uh, yeah, join us there and uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, uh, get us a review because those help.
1: Uh, now here's the secret to winning your contest, right? So your skin is really, really critical. Mm -hmm. And the people who do the tanning and all that stuff, they send you like this formulaic Mm -hmm. information that is complete bullshit. And I almost like had to step out of the competition because I was following their advice Mm -hmm. and I got this horrible rash and I was in the hotel putting on Nair on my back and it was like, it was like Coco Peru was like, it burns. Um, so here's what you need to do: Do not use any nair, period, ever. You, because it doesn't matter, because you, you can. They're, 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 the the Norelco Clipper. Mm-hmm. Um, message me on Instagram. I just, I'll send you the product link. It's it cuts your hair right perfectly. No ingrown hairs. You don't want to shave, per, period. You want to exfoliate months ahead of time, and. That exfoliation, your body needs to get used to. Mm-hmm. So there's a product that the tanning companies make that is the most wonderful exfoliating. Uh, I don't know what it is. I guess they have sand in it, and it just leaves your skin silky smooth. It gets rid of blackheads.
0: Well, the great thing about so exfoliating, what it's going to do, it's going to make your um, skin look smooth and, and buffed out. That's why they call uh, you know, bodybuilders, they're buff. Uh, Because of that that kind of smoothness. And so that's something that happens over time. But what it also does is anytime you kind of exfoliate, uh, you also build up the collagen levels beneath your skin. And so that's going to make your skin look healthier. It's going to lift it better and be like less wrinkly. That's why, you know, men typically have less wrinkles in their face than women because we have. more, col- we have a, a thicker collagen level underneath our face. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, shaving your face will build up the collagen level uh, there as well. And so I, all these guys, when, you know, beards are real popular right now, come 20 years, when they shave them all off, it's going to be saggy skin.
1: Now, um, if you're getting your beard trimmed, get it done. Uh, treat this as a rehearsal. So do it. Uh, get your beard trim a month ahead of time. Get your hair cut a month ahead of time to see how it's going to look because I made the mistake of going to a beard trimmer in the neighborhood uh, the day before the show. And this guy had no idea what he was doing. And he started cutting my skin around the mustache. And thankfully you couldn't see it, but I was Mm -hmm. like, God damn, he, did, he had no idea what that's he was doing. That's
0: why you have to, you have to you yeah. go to somebody that you trust and somebody you like, because your normal hair guy doesn't do beards, so you went to somebody you didn't know. Yeah. And that's the problem.
1: And, and, and rehearse it, because you may be like, you know what, I can do this myself, you know? Yeah. You, you can assess what your beard looks like. Like, Mark's really good at trimming his beard, and going to a beard trimmer is not going to be anything useful, you know? Now, the manicure and the pedicure, you don't want to do it too far ahead, but it's very useful
0: let me do it a week ahead of time.
1: Uh, so here's the thing: is like if you're a nail biter like I am,
0: don't bite your nails.
1: Yeah, don't don't do something that you're having problems with. Do it days before, as close to the contest as you can, because the manicure and pedicure also is very relaxing, and the woman or the person that's uh, doing it uh, exfoliates your feet. And I noticed when I got a, a rehearsal tan. Mm-hmm. A month before, and I looked at my te- my feet, they looked like shit. It looked like a like a turkey's legs mm-hmm. or something, you know? And I was like, gasp. And I went to the pedicurist, and she did a beautiful job on my feet. And that, you know, all these things are, are subconscious, and they, they really do affect you. And so, you know, all these things, and one advice that I got from Nicole Wells, who's a, a bodybuilder who's done our show, she said, you know, it's really like Sam is a, somebody who is a great example of this. You have to really just enjoy being there and enjoy being seen. So anything you can do to like now is practice being in front of an audience, whether that's stand-up comedy or uh reading poetry or you know dance or taking a dance class. Mm-hmm. Um anything where you can be using your body in front of a da- of an be audience. Be a performer. Be a performer helps a lot, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, some of these poor guys is like you know, like some people get into Bridezilla mode. You know, they get nervous and anxious and stuff, and that impacts your performance on stage. You're flexing; you're you're not grounded there. You know,
0: it tightens you up sometimes. You know, and you want to be loose and open, and so you can contract and expand.
1: Because I had like you know, there's so many things that are fighting your for your attention, and you just like have to get grounded and and ultimately, you know. The the ultimate prize in all this, as we said earlier, is the friends you make along the Mm way. It's the people that you can grow closer to. Your friends, your family, your spouse, your coach, your teachers, your your community Mm -hmm. is is so important. That's ultimately the real prize is understanding who you are as a person. Because bodybuilding is going to make you face your demons. And you might not like what you see. What
0: demon did you face?
1: Um, you know, the weirdest demon that I faced was cravings because as you're, you're, you know, you are what you eat. And, and when you take away some of the things that you're used to eating, your body responds in very unusual ways. And so I was like at the grocery store wanting to buy a box of chocolates. And I'm like, what am ia 14 year old girl or boy, you know, trying to buy a Valentine's day gift for their loved one or something. It was just the weirdest thing. And it was like, I don't have like, I don't see myself as an addict, but I was like craving like drugs and alcohol and all sorts of weird shit that I was like, never crosses my mind. And it was like doing the cardio and weightlifting and, and dr- making sure I had the water or things that like grounded me. But I can see like people who are struggling with recovery, having a really hard time with this process because it's just opening up a Pandora's box of things Inside you, you didn't realize you had mm. to deal with. And so, you know, being on time for things or being organized or, or um, just anything that personal growth issues that you've put in the back burner or you've la- learned to manage all of a sudden make themselves acutely known. And so having the support of your friends and family and your coach is even more vital in getting you to that finish line because otherwise... You're lost in the desert. Word. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us on "Let's Grow Big Together" as is a, as a uh, is a production of Feast of Fun, mm. one of the oldest podcasts in the world since 2005. 2005. We're we coming
0: up on our 19th season next year.
1: 19 seasons. Can you yeah, believe? That's it? wild. And so we're gonna, uh, back to uh, our regular scheduled programming uh, with uh, all kinds of amazing artists and. Uh, uh, provocateurs of this world And of course uh, athletes and bodybuilders Coming up soon And we want to thank you so much for listening to the show And of course write a review If you don't like the show Write a review too yeah. Tell us what you think Exactly And
0: I'm Fausto Fernandes. I'm Mark Fillion Thanks for listening everybody Bye bye